Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, as we approach this scripture this morning, Lord, I ask that you put me behind your cross, that your words and your thoughts would be mine, and Lord, if I misspeak today, forgive me and let your message be heard. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 18, that's where we're going to be today. Jeremiah 18. So there's a memorial in Oklahoma City to the Oklahoma City bombing. So inspired by the Turner Diaries, Timothy McVeigh detonated 4,800 pounds of fertilizer at their Alfred P. Murrah building, federal building in Oklahoma City at 9.02 a.m. on April 19, 1995. And the blast killed 168 people. It injured 680 and damaged 324 buildings. Across the street from the Oklahoma City National Memorial and behind St. Joseph's Old Cathedral is an Italian marble statue called And Jesus Wept. While holding his face in sorrow, he is turned away from the tragedy. The memorial is surrounded by pillars representing the children and the unborn babies that were killed. Do you have that, Peggy? That picture? No. No, okay. It's neat to think that the love and the care and the creativity that went into creating that, that statue, that, that monument. It, it is a beautiful piece, but it doesn't compare with God's masterpiece. And today we're going to learn that you are a divine masterpiece formed in love and in grace. I cut my scripture back from 1 to 11 to 1 to 6 in Jeremiah 18. It says, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as the potter has done, says the Lord. Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I call today's title uh, Masterpiece. So we humans, we're a lot like sculptures, right? The fact that the mighty creator formed us in love makes us both sacred and valuable. Just think of the care that God exercised in making Adam from the dust of the ground. How exactly did God create like the digestive system and the lungs and the bone structure, the muscles and the heart? I'll tell you how he did it, intricately and meticulously. You know, if you think about the, the, the makeup of, of the body, how can you deny a God? I mean, that stuff just doesn't show up. In Psalm 139, 13, David wrote, For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. We too have been formed and loved and knit together. You formed me in my mother's womb. We too have been formed and loved and knit together. You and I both. But sadly, we don't always see ourselves that way. Instead of thanking God for the body he gave us 
Sometimes we wish we had like a smaller nose, right? Or broader shoulders. Uh, less here and, and there and maybe more here and more there. More hair. Or better hair. God made each of us the way that he wanted us to be, and he did so in love. And so we sing with David in Psalm 139, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Because God created each of us to be a divine masterpiece, we are called to help one another. We're called to build each other up. And we don't do that by laughing or mocking or attacking another person. That's called bullying. That's called sin. While God formed us in love, we have been deformed by sin. And that's why we suffer from illness and disease and will eventually face death. In our text, God illustrated for the prophet Jeremiah what sin had done to the Israelites. And Jeremiah was watching a potter at work and he witnessed how the clay in the potter's hands started to fall apart. Just like the Israelites. And God had taken them in his hands to be a special vessel to carry his word and the promise of a Messiah. But they weren't interested in that. They didn't want any part of it. They had their own ideas about what worship was. And it was more convenient for them to worship other gods than to faithfully trek to Jerusalem to worship the one true God. Much as we hate to admit it, we're a lot like the Israelites. God formed us to value what God values. God's word, each other, and the ones who don't know Jesus. It's supposed to be reaching out specifically for them. But we often value what society values more. Money and material things and power. And so instead of loving our neighbors, we curse them for not doing what we think they should. We fail to offer help to our neighbors when they need it. Be honest with yourselves for a minute. How often have you seen a person who is uh, in a terrible place, like homelessness or, or uh, doesn't have any money, or they're alone? And your first thought is, what did you do to get yourself there? That shouldn't be our first thought, friends. And we simply discard each other. But God does not discard the broken pieces. God never casts us aside. God doesn't drop us and look for better clay. And that's not what the potter that Jeremiah was watching did. Instead, he worked that defective piece of clay into something useful and beautiful. It was his masterpiece. This is God's response to our sin. God works the defectiveness in us with grace and with mercy and with love. And we too become a masterpiece. We know that grace is God's undeserved love. We need God's grace because we can't fix our own sin. We can't fix our own defectiveness. We need God, the master potter, to do that. That's exactly what he is up to when he calls us to repent, to turn away from sin, 
God sends the Holy Spirit into our lives to help reform us. But sadly, we don't always want the Holy Spirit to work, do we? We kind of like the way things are, the status quo. I like what I do. I like who I am. I like where I'm going. And that's what the Israelites did. That was their response to God's call to repentance through the prophet Jeremiah. They continued with their own plan. It's not that they could not change their ways. It's that they did not want to change their ways. That could be the root of our problem, friends. That right there could be our problem. The struggles, our broken relationships, it's a lack of change. Uh, we don't want to change. God is sculpting you to be more loving and more patient and more servant-like and more gracious than you were yesterday. Martin Luther sought to reform the whole church. Remember that? He wanted to bring reform to the entire church. Uh, that had strayed from God. But today's text makes it clear that Reformation is to be a daily event for and in each of us. We, we start right here. Right, right here in our own personal space. That's where Reformation starts. That's where the change begins. We are not completed yet and God is using our time to mold us. If we think we don't need reformation, we are like the clay that has fallen off the potter's wheel. It's dried up and it has fallen. And it gets so dry that even when the potter takes the wheel back, takes it back, it's too brittle to work with. That's what happened to Pharaoh when he hardened his heart against Moses' repeated calls to heed God's word. And that's not what we want to happen. We are sinners and we have rough and jagged edges. And God takes us in His hands and God molds and shapes us carefully. Works out through all the rough edges. And we become His masterpiece. And only through God do we have value and beauty and grace. The God who formed us in love is now reforming us with His grace. So that we may forever enjoy the love and the peace that is Jesus Christ for all of eternity. Praise and thanksgiving to God for making you into a divine masterpiece. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.